Welcome back everybody. Hope we're well, excited, feeling into our bodies. It's a good reminder, isn't it? That every time we want to embody our dream vision, our goal, it's important to be aware of the embodiment, being in the body, feeling as if your manifestation is already a reality. And it's funny, isn't it, that for me personally, getting in a flow like this, creating a podcast, working on books, content, we attract that energy to align with our vision. Because for me, content production, book production, um, creating value, being creative in a, in a way of, of anything and is a way of accessing that, that alignment with my vision of being creative. So whenever we're aligned with what our heart calls for, whether it's, I was just in the garden, whether it's being a gardener, being creative, you know, and the gardening doesn't have to be the full-time hustle, does it? You know, we might be a full-time corporate and some level of marketing or digital marketing or digital assistant. doesn't really matter what the, the role is, but when we're moving towards more of the hard path, where let's say gardening is somewhat more of that passion or, or production of, of content is that passion, it's really important to align with what feels good so that can trickle out into all these areas of, of our reality. And so as I began this, as soon as I began talking, my state changed, my energetic state, you could call it at a, from a conceptual level, yeah, we could say it's an emotional state. It's a thinking state of mind. It's a, a different level of awareness. And that's connected with what I'm wanting to, to talk about in this flow state today, is the idea of how do we align with our vibrational awareness state and feeling as if our desired wish has already arrived, but at the same time being detached from it and, and not putting increased importance on it. Well, it does come back to, for me, that embodiment, that Camino-like state of, of enjoying all the steps along the journey, isn't it? So it's funny, isn't it, that the universe, it gives us this impetus to change. It creates a goal. I joke internally that my goal was a 20-year goal, you know, and, and the Napoleon Hill would probably say something similar with Think and Grow Rich. 25 years it took him to write that book. Henry Ford, that he, he talked about a lot, the founder of Ford Motor Vehicles, Again, it was into his 40s and 50s. So, you know, a lot of these goals can be long-term goals. And, and part of it, you can look at it both ways, you know. For me, walking 2,000 kilometres was a 90-day trek. And, you know, whether it's the 20-year goal of a 90-day trek, if we've got to hold off the feeling good until the very end, well, we've made it. It's not going to be a very pleasant journey, is it? And the ironic thing is, it's a bit of a tough one or a tough pill to swallow, is the ability for it to arrive is ultimately can be blocked if we're not enjoying where we are in the moment. So that's an interesting one, isn't it? And I'll get a bit more clarity around that, at least my own feedback around that state and connected with energy. So I personally can only talk about my own perspective. And while I've studied other creators and authors who've been on a similar journey and had similar experiences to me, and I do talk about particularly Carlos Castaneda of Don Juan and, and the frequency of intent and manifesting the spirit, the knock of the spirit, these journeys of the spiritual awakening in awareness. Ultimately, 
what I'm getting at with that and even talking about my journey is I believe personally is the spirit, the divine, your own inner I am heart has a path for you, you know. It has a path, a pathway of whatever you're wanting to create. And yeah, from Esther Hicks' perspective, it's not limited and you'll never get it all done. So even the creative entrepreneurial spirit of having goals will quite likely lead to you more goals, or for me, more books, more content, more episodes, more gardening, more banking, more sales, you know? So it's a, it is a never-ending flow of abundance. That's probably the, the, the metaphor around this, that when we tap into our inner heart goal, you know, that, that destination towards the wish fulfilled, once Henry Ford produced his first motor vehicle, he didn't stop at one, did he? You know, it, it, that became the embodiment of him as, a, as an as a entrepreneur, as a car salesman, say, with Thomas Edison. Both talked, uh, the inventor of the electric light bulb, both talked about by Napoleon Hill in this book. So the outcome, although great, like when you discover something like inventing the, the light bulb and producing a, you know, one of the big, the, I guess what you could say, the first mass-produced motor vehicle, because there'd been other motor vehicles before that. I wasn't aware of that until I read Think and Grow Rich. But Henry Ford wasn't the first producer of, of, the, of the motor vehicle, as in Elon Musk wasn't the first producer of energy vehicles, EVs. But what they both did is they produced it to a level that it was able to, to embody something of real tangible value for, to the to the people wanting to invest in that product. And so it's a similar thing when we're aligning with our vision and our goal. And while I'm talking about more the career goal with uh, the examples I gave earlier, it's still the same perspective if it's a relationship goal, if it's a family goal. There has to be some form of alignment with the goal for it to arrive. So from that perspective, what I'm getting at with the 90-day journey and, and, and Napoleon Hill's 25-year book and Henry Ford's journey is you want to enjoy the journey. You want to actually enjoy the flow towards the wish to fill, but never got, I would say. So, you know, if we're working with short-term things, I remember a few years ago, I've got a book here. For people watching this on the Spotify our app, you'll be able to see the visual version, but it is The Essential Code. This is my second book. And the funny thing about The Essential Code is it, it was a book that wasn't meant to be a book. It came out of content. It developed from YouTube content that I was producing when I was working on my first book, I Michael, Joan Hart. But what it did as a result of, of me working on it at the same time of trying to get published, it became somewhat of a manual for manifestation. Consciously change your life, manifesting reality, the essential code. And what occurred in this was that, I, you know, the processes in the introduction, I set goals in, in, in career and um, a personal and relationship driven goals. And they all arrived within six months of the, of the actual, um, yeah, the finalization of that manuscript. They all arrived to my reality. It was a very easy process because I set these goals. I wasn't too structured around them, but I set them. But of course, as they all manifested and they came in, eventually they also transitioned out. It was more about, well, then, okay, next. That's the next cycle. That's the next journey. So 
it is important with the goals that we, as we set for them, they can, they can happen relatively quickly as the Accenture Code and, and a lot of the Polly Hill, I think the Florence Covell Shin's work with the Cambo Life and how to play it, I definitely recommend her book. Both of those falling into the New Thought strategy and New Thought teachings around Christ conscious awareness and we are the I am creator of our reality. And even that in Zealand's reality transcending where we use the mirror, the mirror technique, so visualizing what you want, they all work for the, the short term and generally are short term. But when we're looking at a fundamental transformation of self, I think that's what, what's happened with, you know, what, what I gave them with the example around Napoleon Hill and the 25 years to write a book about entrepreneurship, about Fink Grow Rich and Henry Ford and me, the 20 years to, to really become an author. You know, to basically look at a from a, a 10, 12 year old who was trying to write books in primary school. It wasn't until I was 32 that I was actually walking a Camino de Santiago where I was writing a book. So that's not to say all the other things along the journey are not valuable, but what I, I would suggest on that journey, and even, even once I started writing to actually then become uh, an author, because there is a different state between a writer and a traveler and a wanderer and a pilgrim, a Frodo and an Aragon or a, or a Gandalf and Sam Wise, all different states of awareness like you see in Lord of the Rings and, and archetypal stories and either the hero energy versus the, the monk energy. They're different frequencies, aren't they? But they could still be aligned with the one heart I am goal. But what we're getting at with, with these longer term goals, longer term visions, you know, um, like walking 90 days, it's not happening that one day, is it's really about embodiment of the self. And the, the, the delay that occurs is only really dependent on how effective we can align with that frequency of what we're asking for. So that's the interesting thing, isn't it? And it wouldn't make sense, and it didn't make sense for me when I, uh, 10 years after that 12-year-old was wanting to write books, uh, the early 20s, I studied. I'd studied arts, arts commerce, commerce being the accounting and the corporate path that I would go down into. But at, when I was doing my arts, I was really passionate about arts. I was writing a lot of lengthy essays and, and, and content, and I considered moving towards honours a lot to really develop that further. But at the same time, I wasn't drawn to teaching at that moment. And I looked at myself more as I wanted to write a book. The difficulty with that though, was that while I was writing essays and more analytical drilling content based on English literature, Russian history, Russian literature, I wasn't yet in the state of the author. And so when I in intended, I did have the intent, because the intention was already there as a 12-year-old, and 10 years later as a 22-year-old, trying to intended to write books, there wasn't the embodiment of the self. The self was still somewhat in between. The story wasn't yet there, you know? It was in, in the escrow, of what Esther Hicks would say. It was developing. But when I intended and attempted to start putting characters on a page, I got about 50 words down on the page, and I wrote, I think I wrote some characters. And some of the characters actually did become falling and diving, which was still another 14 years after that. Some of those characters were there, but they, had, they didn't have a story. There was no meaning to them. And this is the, this is the challenge, I guess, with, with the longer term transformation of self, which you might be drawn to this today, connected with that, is while we hear terms about law of attraction and law of assumption, the Neville, 
I think it is more aligned with law of assumption, this, this basis that law of attraction, we, we only know we get what we think about, you know, we attract what we embody, we're putting out. But if from the space of, unless there's been a shift in awareness, we're just going to keep getting those same things, walk around the same circle that New Zealand talks about. We get the mirror of the circle of the reality of what we believe. So when we believe life is hard, we get the reflection of life is hard. So even to believe that I was going to be an author when I'm having my energy diverse in certain tasks and activities which were limiting it, was, was blocking it. But what would happen over the next 10 years was travel and growth and challenge and transformation. And there were difficulties, but I grew to accept them. And most of the challenges that the difficulties were experienced was not so much even in the learning. The learning, a lot of learnings are really valuable. It was more what I sort of thought the moment. And that's the difficulty I think that does happen when we're, we're dealing with fundamental transformations of self. And from that perspective, identity is, it, yes, it's as I mentioned earlier, it's about when we want to attract something, we do need to be a magnetic uh, a match for it. And while in the Ascension Code, I began, I, that match was relatively easy in terms of short term. I wanted to have writing financial goals. I wanted to have, yeah, I wanted to have 5,000 advance on my first writing. Um, contract, but what happened with it, that was my pathway was not to be a, a, a published, traditionally published author. It was to be a self-published author, which would go down another pathway. And but so, what rather getting the money from being a published author, I got it from other writing work, which was you know, quite surprising, and actually led on to my other work. Wanting to have a, a lovely big house, I didn't get the the big house that I owned straight away from the traditional publishing. I got a beautiful home, a beachside home, and a four-acre property, where I was a caretaker for, and it was lovely, it was wonderful, but I didn't own it. And the relationships goals I had, well, yes, they I did was living with my partner at the time, and it was wonderful. And we were, you know, we were working towards certain tasks and activities and developing our ourselves. But again, we had different pathways, and we went in different directions after that. So they were all short-term goals, and short-term goals is great when we just. Uh, you know, we're already working towards a vision anyway. And my sense is with this, from a manifestation perspective and a fundamental transformation of self, is short-term goals are part of that, aren't they? Short-term milestones towards the transformation and what keep us going on that journey, like Henry Ford and Napoleon Hill. And for me, like a Camino, short-term tasks, walking on a certain day or, or reaching a, a weekly outcome, that keeps us going on that state. <clears throat> but... The difficulty with that is, uh, yes, while we can magnetically attract them and focus them, you know, because we can, they can be relatively easy to attract when we, when we know that our energy, you know, attracts our reality. So we just work on more of the, I guess you could say, a laid perspective. But when we're doing the, the deeper stuff, this is what we're getting at. More than needing to attract, being an attractor. You know what I mean? Rather than needing to have the things allowing the things to come to us because we're in alignment. You know, that's the difference and that's the difficulty. And that's what I'm getting at with, with Henry Ford and Napoleon Hill and these, these different states where while it's good to experiment with the law of attraction, we can see where we've already attracted certain things. When we work with the, what you could say, the code, the essential code 
below the surface, you know, the coating below the actual belief that we need the things, when we become the magnet for what we desire, we attract it. Because that's what I'm getting at with all this stuff. And I, I'm mindful not to, to go too, in too much conceptual detail with this today. But remember, what I suggested earlier is whether it's a short-term goal or more of a longer-term transformation of self, the only thing blocking it is, is how much you magnetically embody it, you know? And so when we're in a frequency, you, and a magnet's a really good euphemism for this. So magnets, we, we see that, don't we? They attract, you know? If it's not the right metal, you could say, it doesn't. It doesn't attract, it, it can't sit with it, it can't synth with it, you know, sort of synthesize or synchronization. So if, if we look at reality and we understand that it's energetic, don't we, and that we, everything reflects back how we feel about it, ultimately it's about, well, it can be difficult to get there for the conceptual mind basis, uh, and the conceptual mind is in alignment with mind and heart. So the heart will actually require the mind to think in alignment with it. If we're purely thinking, why is it not here, or, or I'm fighting against the grain, or, or, you know, I need to do all these things, while it could be really helpful to have these practices, what I'm getting at around that not doing state that I've been getting at in recent content, and, and a lot of the content the last few years, the letting go and allowing is, when we allow the, the body to be more relaxed, either just taking our attention off the eventual goal and more aligning with how we would feel if the goal is already answered, and body how it feels, how natural it feels that it's here. That's what allows that frequency to be more magnetic towards it. And while it might not be directly aligned with what we, you know, what we might want the mansion, you know, we might want the beautiful big home, family home, but it's important to recognize that either when we, we might not get that exactly at that point, if we get something that maybe is in that direction, that pathway, being grateful for that, that's part of that journey towards that goal, you know? That's still part of that magnetism. And there's certain what Neville's saying, Neville Goddard's saying, the bridge of incidents towards the vision. If you've got the long-term vision, which is more of a transformation itself, it is going to take some time. It does take as much time as you believe it, yes. But if you have somewhat of an attachment to an identity, if there's a stronger identity for me personally, as a corporate accountant or someone who can't, who is a victim or can't achieve things, well, I'm not going to be in magnet for someone who, for creative endeavors who does achieve things, you know? Because I've got to believe it. We've got to believe that we're worthy of receiving it. But the fundamental thing around this is the worthiness is not a conditional space. The worthiness is innate in who we are. So we can choose what we intend to attract. But what we're intending to attract is ultimately what the divine has created the inspired desire within us anyway. So it's all somewhat of the game that plays, isn't it? But as in the game at a season, you know, we work towards that end goal, that end game, that end final or Super Bowl. It's important to enjoy every step of the journey because if we're fighting, if we're, if we're turning up to the training and we're resistant to the training, we don't go to the training or we're clashing with our teammates, you know, or we just keep resisting, while there can be room for improvement and redirection with those structures, if we're fighting the structures, if we're fighting the reality, we're actually keeping that reality loop in place. So it's important to, even when the distractions can occur in the outer, and you know it can be difficult to persist with something when it's seeming on a long-term journey, if we can enjoy where we're at in every moment, 
we're never really missing anything. And so we, we attract it on more of the subconscious, if and I am basis. Thanks again for being a part of this. Pray to tell it was value for you. Yes, if you want to learn more, some of the books I've mentioned in the podcast, The Essential Code, Consciously Change Your Life, Work With Your Center Masters, Raising Your Vibration, Having Intended Goal Set Points. It's available on Amazon. Definitely recommend it. And Awareness Camino to Santiago. I am actually making a few little adjustments to it at the moment. But by this time next week, you will have a final version on Amazon. It's already up there, but I'm a bit of a, a fuss pod. I do like to... If there's anything, once I get things up online, I'm going to have a bit of a read-through. I've done this with all of my books. If there's something I like to change, one of the advantages of Amazon is I can upload it and, and change it within that blueprint. So keep an eye for this because this is magical. Awareness can be noticed at Diego. Thanks again for being a part of this. Bye for now.